baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in Sports Talk, the 977. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx, soccer fan Tabor running the board. Appreciate you joining us today. What is today? 11th July? No, the 12th. That's 12th uh, day of July. Hey, you're still on uh, East Coast. East Coast time, yes. Well, but we yeah. are. But we skip okay. a day out there, too. So. Absolutely. Yeah, some, yes. sometimes you skip. I tell you, um, I'm going to get into this in a minute, but we are brought to you, as always, by the good doctor who never skips a day, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. Simply the best pet care you're going to get anywhere, folks, in the free world for your small animal. Go see them on US 165 North. In Monroe, 318-345-4545, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. And during the summer months, you're also welcome to call us. You can always text us, 888-993-7762, or call us during the summer months at the same number, 888-993-7762. That is the Washita Valley Federal Credit Union text line and hotline. Uh, so, Jamie, mm-hmm. Uh, this is for all the people out there that are going, you know what? I think I want to take on an NFL player in a fight. Why not? And so you find an NFL player that is no stranger to uh, controversy or to trouble or to uh, he's sort of a trouble magnet. I, I think that would be a or maybe maybe trouble attracts him. I, I'm not sure which. But anyway. One Adam Pac-Man Jones no. is bebopping through the Atlanta airport with his sister. and apparently Bebopping would be a good term. Bebop- yes. He's got his Popeyes. I mean, they're, dude, they're, they're loaded with some Popeyes. Of okay. course, I've been in the Atlanta airport. I've got to go back here in a couple weeks. And, and Popeyes actually is my restaurant of choice there. I do like Moe's Southwest, but I digress. I do like Moe's. Um, yes. So Pac-Man is just chilling, obviously on his way to catch a, a, another flight. I would assume. Otherwise, why would you buy all that food as you're walking through the airport? Of course, Pac-Man's probably not hurting for a mortgage payment. So, nonetheless, um, we hope not. Adam and his sister, and all of a sudden, some dude in a big orange vestie with a backpack who works at the airport, uh, a gentleman by the name of Frank Reagan, and no, not the Blue Bloods, Frank Not Reagan. probably related to Ronald Reagan. Either, not not probably related to Ronald Reagan. Shows up, and they start getting into it. Um, he and Pac-Man? Yeah, he and Pac-Man, and the guy's, like, pointing his finger in Pac-Man's face. And Pac-Man, God, I can't believe I'm going to do this. To, to his credit, Pac-Man tries to walk off. And another security person, not security, another dude in an orange vest. It, it looks like the baggage guys, if I had to guess. You know, they got the orange safety vest. Another dude with an orange vest on comes up and grabs Mr. Reagan. To say, hey, dude, you really should leave the paying customers alone and not, like, yell at them. And they're they're into it with each other. And uh, he keeps going on. And so another two of them. And then Pac-Man's sister, Pac-Man drops. I'm doing a play-by-play. Pac-Man drops his chicken. No. And two security people. And then dude runs over to Pac-Man, pushes Pac-Man. And, uh, yeah, that was about the high watermark of uh, – Mr. Reagan's day is Pac-Man still with his bag on, gives a one-two combination, and leaves my boy completely flat on the ground. And then, for good measure, 
after the dude goes down, Pac-Man stays over the top of him and gives him one more shot for good measure. What? Uh, it gets even better. Oh. So the police come, arrest the dude that's on the ground, the airport employee. He has to be taken to the hospital, and they take his mugshot and arrest him at the hospital. What prompted this? Uh, they they were not sure. Um, it was some. He was exchanging words. Did he steal the Popeyes, or I mean, uh, no, Pac Man is just chilling, walking through the airport with his Popeyes, with his Popeyes and, and his, his sister, yeah, and his sister. And uh, yeah, he goes full ninja mode. On, I'm surprised. Oh my boy, and uh, Reagan, Reagan, who loses the fight, gets knocked down and not knocked out, but close. He gets charged with two counts of battery. He lost his job and he got arrested, and he becomes the latest victim. Uh, here, let me give you a Coach T rule for life. Never fight with somebody that's been known to make it rain in a strip club because they ain't got a whole lot to lose. Pac-Man famous for making it rain. Well, he rained down some fist on dude's head. Yeah, one-two punch, and that was it. He did a uh, – it, it, and something tells me that I, I don't ever want to cross Pac-Man Jones. Um, I want to stay as far away as possible from him as I can, but I don't want to confront him in a confined space like an airport terminal. Uh, I, I just don't understand – why this guy, which he probably didn't know his, I mean, to him, Pat, he probably didn't know who Pac-Man Jones was. Oh, I think he did. I think he knew he exactly who it was. Yeah. Because he ran toward, toward him. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were into it. Yeah. He, he was restrained. Jeb, you see a lot of people at, at, at bars or different places. They see a professional athlete out, and they're, well, This you know, isn't a bar, though. I mean, what's well, his excuse? Well, this, I, well, this is his job. <laughs> well, it was his job. Now he's available. What? what? I, I bet McDonald's guy? hires this guy in no time. I mean, I don't think you would just run after Pac-Man Jones like this unless you had a, a valid reason. Well, Pac-Man was walking by him with mm-hmm. a video. And, again, God knows, if we learn anything in America. Gosh, here we go. Uh, we got a video of it, but you got some video. You don't have, I mean, you'd like to see, you know, the whole thing. But judging from what I've seen, Pac-Man and his, uh, his sister were just walking by. And you can see this guy. Is just standing there. All of a sudden, this guy's mouth starts moving, and he's gesturing toward Pac-Man. So he might have been harassing Pac-Man about, you know, God knows how much stuff you could harass Pac-Man yeah. on. But he's throwing something at him. Well, Pac-Man responds, and uh, they kind of it says something back to the guy. But Pac-Man keeps walking. He's got his Popeyes chicken. I mean, he, he and his sister are going somewhere. Dude is, dude is wa- He's walking off, and the guy keeps. And two security guards or two more orange-vested individuals try to get this guy. Co-employees. Yeah, co-employees try to get this guy. And they corner him way off. And then Pac-Man's sister, they're they're walking. Well, all of a sudden, this guy breaks loose and charges at Pac-Man and swings wildly. And he misses. Uh, And he misses. And that was a bad mistake. Because because Pac-Man connected. Pac-Man starts throwing hands. And he swings wildly, misses. But anyway, the the beautiful move that Pac-Man had, he grabbed dudes. I couldn't tell if it was his shirt or his vest. And so he's got a hold of it, and he brings the guy in closer and proceeds to pummel him to the ground. Mm. And so, I, you know, it reminds me of the thing Charles Barkley had years ago. Charles was in uh, in Fort Worth, Texas, where I was happened to be at the time. I wasn't at the bar or anything, but I, but I lived in the vicinity. And threw a patron of said bar through a plate glass window. I do remember that, yes. And went to court. Mm-hmm. And the judge said, well, what happened is, Your Honor, he threw a drink in my face. I'm 6'5", 280. You don't do that. And the judge goes, yeah, you're exactly right. <laughs> Drop the charges. So just because you see these guys on television and you think, I can take that guy, uh, uh, Marcel says the security dude was a Steelers fan. 
Uh, that would make the Steelers 0-2. <laughs> Why would you do something like that? Why do people – I mean, I don't care if it's – you know, I, I try to avoid – I mean, you're, you're asking for trouble, and Pac-Man Jones would not be one to – but he, to his credit, he did walk away. Pac-Man tried to avoid the confrontation himself. Pac-Man and walk away. It's words that have never been used in the same sentence so, before. <laughs> she tells me, hey, the bad news is if Pac-Man had a lost, he probably had an equalizer in that backpack. So this is the first time I'm going to probably be able to say, hey, guess what? Pac-Man didn't start this, but he sure as hell finished it. <laughs> I mean, good grief. Well, they t- they have a picture of my boy in the hospital getting his mugshot. You know, you not can, looking good. You confront just so hard in the hospital after you got beat down getting your mugshot taken. Not only did you lose the fight, you got arrested oh, and got fired. Oh, the mugshot was taken to the hospital? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because, you know, the guy's going obviously he's going to try to file a lawsuit. Yeah. But it's kind of tough when they charge you with being the aggressor. Nothing worse than being an aggressor and getting beat down. This is the first time I can probably remember that Pac-Man Jones was not the instigator or something. He actually tried to avoid it, and uh, I don't – the guy was – so he just – something about the Steelers, I guess, or whatever. But there's yeah, no well, Marcel says he was a Steelers fan. Um, why would you do something like this? I mean, why? Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> I mean, but why at all? I mean, just the now. I'm trust me. I'm not a member of the Pac-Man Jones fan club, but you have to give him credit for you know. And this just in breaking news: Roger Goodell has suspended Frank Reagan for four games. Uh, probably probably six, to be honest with you. Uh, knowing uh, Goodell, is any is Pac-Man pretty? Is he cleared on all these? Yeah, uh, yeah. The police said, "Look, he's just defending go away. himself." Yeah, defending him. So that should be the point. Hmm. Yeah, Pac-Man. How about he, that? I don't know if uh, Pac-Man's got a concealed carry, but he surely does with his fist. <laughs> Dear. Wow. Well, I mean, look, you, you see people like this, they're going to have to pop off, and, you know, a lot of people will walk past it. Pac-Man, not one probably to walk past a lot of things. Uh, you know, if you're Pac-Man, you're going to be sitting going, you know, hey, I made a bunch of mistakes. I don't have the best judgment in the world. I'm just walking through the airport, eating my food, and dude's got to mess with me. Really? Well, and then he's going to swing at me, and it was all cool till he swung at him. And then Pac-Man went full ninja mode. <laughs> Brought the guy close to him, too. Isn't oh, yeah. He, he throws his hands up. The dude has He did hand- this one-handed? Are you telling me that Pac-Man no, didn't no. even drop the chicken? He dropped the chicken. Oh, yeah. He dropped the chicken early on. Okay. And so. they were just... You know, maybe dude was just asking to, to have some of his food. I don't know. I mean, he had a three-piece. Somebody texted that in. He had three-piece. Pac-Man would have shared. I mean, you know, he could have taken like a, a, a leg or something and just whacked the guy with the, you know, as a, a guy's approaching him, just drop him between the forehead with the chicken Can you see the Atlanta people today in the airport having to have a, a, a meeting with their employees? Okay. Important safety tip. I know that we've not covered this previously, but uh, do not fight with passengers in the terminal if at all possible. No, and and the guy, uh, this is this is going to be this is what do they call this in personnel? This is going to be a uh, uh, team building exercise for the future. Yes, yeah. Do not uh, do not yell. Don't things fight at, with the customers. Mike and Monroe, make some sense of this for me. Mike, man. help us, please. Hey, how y'all fellas doing? Good. And and when it when I watched that video in reference to Pac Man and the guy in the airport, me and me and my buddy we we, we kind of sat, sat around and said. You know, kind of look back at Pac-Man's history. He's been playing in the NFL over 10 years. I think he was the number six pick in the NFL draft. And and for someone who's had a personal history that he's had, you know, historically with his, you know, behavior, he's been fortunate enough to be in the NFL that long, and that's a good thing. In 
provoke celebrities. You know, they bait them to say or do something out of the way. You know, when you talk about someone with a history like Pac-Man, you throw all that out of the way. You throw celebrity out of the way, and he's a man. You know what I'm saying? And 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 he for a man to do the best you can when you I don't know if that was his sister or his girlfriend or a friend or whatever. You know to you know to be to be baited like he was baited, and that's a classic bait because after a while the guy gonna you know later on try to sue him, and then they gonna settle, and he gonna be he gonna get paid for you know baiting this guy. And, and that's the saddest thing in the world that you have to deal with on a day-to-day basis when you talk about being a celebrity. Well, you see the people in the club, the different artists that go to clubs, and, and you know, uh, especially rap artists, they have a big entourage around them because everybody wants to fight. And, then, you know, everybody's wanting to get paid. Uh, you, yeah. you see it with professional athletes all the time, Mike. Yeah, and I, and I, I hate it for, you know, you know there are victims because I, I work in the, in the system of, of working with, in reference to criminal justice. And I said, we talk about the offenders a lot, but there are victims in situations that, that get victimized. There are, you know, people that are, are, are obnoxious and all this. And it's hard to weigh that, you know what I'm saying? But yesterday or whenever this happened, you've seen a classic uh, example of when you get baited. You know, in, in reference to Pac-Man, hopefully, it is just me being selfish in person. I'm not a fan of his as far as a team fan. He would meet, to me, would be a good good a representation or a good spokesman for the NFL if he ever decided to get himself situated. And I guess he's not playing anymore to talk to the young players and, and because a person like him that had the history he's had is more effective than me talking. I'm I'm Mr. Goody Two-Shoes. But somebody who's figure out ways to, to do stuff he ain't got no business, I would rather see him out there, you know, working with some of these young guys that are NFL players. Good stuff, man. Appreciate the call. As always, you are on topic, Mike. Call back anytime, man. Always appreciate you. We are late for a break. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. Thank you, Mike. Jerry Walter, Jamie Fox, soccer aficionado John Tabor running the board. The segment brought to you by friends at GB Cooley, reminding you to support a worthwhile cause. Louisiana Special Olympics. The edge rolls on after this. And welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7. The edge. Walter, Jamie Fox, Tabor. Your thoughts welcome. Your text welcome. Triple eight nine nine three seven seven six two eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. Washita Valley Federal Credit Union text line and hotline. Uh, should we go with the butthurt segment? Is that, that that what we need to do on this segment, Jamie? Let's go there. You want to go? You want to go butthurt? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and we do do this every day because, uh, to be honest with you, it's just so easy to find. Uh, <laughs> Okay, let me let me pull this up because I, I, I want to do this probably the third segment, but we'll do it the second. Uh, the University of Wyoming, you know what their nickname is, right? The Cowboys. The Cowboys. Yes. Which is completely um, gender-related because a cowboy, obviously, by hence the term is a boy unless it's a lady that feels like if a boy. If they identify. They identify. Anyway, yeah, yeah. we're not going to get into that yet. <clears throat> but um, yeah, there's, actually, your, there's actually, your tease. Actually, we are. The – University of Wyoming yes. is the flagship university in the state of Wyoming, right? I think it is the only university. Uh, yeah, Wyoming. it's not a whole lot. Yeah. At any rate, um, the school has a new slogan and in trying to promote the school to not only students in Wyoming, but potential students throughout the rest of probably, I would say, the Great West, right? The North and Northwest. And the slogan is, well, let me describe it. It's got some 
cows. He's got a dude on a horse. Seems pretty harmless at this point. Uh, it's in a grassy meadow. There's mountains in the background. The dude is obviously a cowboy. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't tell what color he is, but he's he's a cowboy. I do know that. Or it could be a cowgirl for all I can tell. I, I can't really distinguish that. I'm just going to go ahead and, and say probably he's a cowboy since the poster says this. Uh, so you got cows. He's sort of like driving these cows, right? They're walking. No, you know, PETA people don't get upset. They're not like, you know, got an axe or anything. They're just like moving them, it looks like, from part, point A to point B. And the slogan of the marketing piece is, the world needs more cowboys. Indeed, they do. Stop. Oh, okay. You've triggered people. Oh. The world needs more cowboys. So, well, cowgirls. What, what do you think? Okay, let's just <clears throat> be objective. When a, you're talking about a cowboy, you know, I guess what comes to my mind, and again, I'm, you know, I'm 50 something years old. Uh, you know, my background, you're, yeah, everybody's different. What comes to my background is, is somebody that works outside, that works hard, that's honest. Uh, that performs a service. Uh, and honest helped, days yeah, pay for an honest day's right. work. I mean, that, that's what the world, and doesn't the world need more people like that? Uh, millions of them. Yeah. Yes. And so that, I think that was the the marketing aim, perhaps. I'm not putting words in the University of Wyoming marketing department's mouth, but that would be my guess. And uh, <laughs> Christine Porter, Associate Professor of Kinesiology and Health, at the University of Wyoming, is leading the charge against the new slogan. She is offended, Jamie. Oh, She's offended. So sorry. How this lady doesn't have a three-name like Christine Porter Williams. or I'm sure she does. I'm she sure just, she does. She they probably just left it off, which they probably did on or purpose. Or that particular day she chose not to just identify. To, just yeah. to enrage her, they probably left her third mm-hmm. name off. Uh, I certainly would. She said that this, the world needs more cowboys. Mm-hmm. Um, it promotes, and I'm quoting here, white heterosexual masculinity. <laughs> Unquote. How? <laughs> because all cowboys are white, hetero, and masculine. Uh, what was that movie? <laughs> uh, Brokeback Mountain. Yeah, yes. that sort of sort of mm. flies it. But but hey okay. hey, facts aside, we don't need facts. <laughs> It, trust me, it's not always white heterosexual males. So the PE chick yeah. at uh, <laughs> at the University of Wyoming is uh, enraged. Now, of course, because this is promoting. And white, she, I, I take that. I take offense on several. Uh, you're you're offended that she's offended. I'm offended that she's offended because there's no guarantee that all cowboys have to be white. They have to be heterosexual, and they have to be what else? There's no, and and how do we know for for chance that the, the, Wyoming doesn't? If a if a lady wants to be the cowboy and dress up as the mascot, if she goes out for tryouts and wins the thing, then by golly, I mean we've got a, a male dancing for the Saint Sations now, or the well, no, I don't think he made the team, but the out in LA, but two of them, two of them, sort of male, yeah, well, ram up. Uh, it is uh, the thing here is she's wrong on all counts because there there's nothing discriminatory about a cowboy it doesn't necessarily have to be that's the term but it doesn't necessarily mean that that's what a cowboy is a cowboy could be all wrong jamie could Fox. be could be a lady miss Por- well i'm not gonna say miss porter cowgirl i'm gonna say professor porter because she might be upset would she be happy if they changed it to wyoming cowgirls would that make her happy probably not okay 
What does she want? Cow thing? Well, then the cows? Well, then Peter's probably going to come involved. Then cow, yeah, right. They, if they change it to take out the boy or the girl, then it becomes the cows, and then Peter gets all well, bent out. Well, cow, by definition, is, uh, is, is female, right? Uh, if it makes them happy, I guess so. I mean, well, Ms. what the hell? Professor Porter, again, the associate professor of mm-hmm. kinesiology and health at the university. See, my degree was in physical education, and somewhere along the way they changed it well, if you to kinesiology because it sounded better. If you had to deal with faculty members like her, I can understand that it. explains you I, I, right I, now. I, I've no one exactly like her okay. that I dealt with for years. Uh, and here she goes. Okay. Uh, of course, you know, we all know the history of Cowboys is pretty diverse uh, uh, racially and also uh, by by. Cleveland Little was a was a cowboy. You remember the Caros? And, the I mean the, the, the famous uh, you know the the Hispanic uh, cowboy. I mean yeah. anyway. So here's what she says. All right. Um, the image that we used and what the word cowboy means off the top of almost everyone's head in the United almost States. Almost. Oh, thanks for talking for all of us. Is the white, white heterosexual racist male racist? And she said that she thinks the slogan. Now here's where. Yeah. Here's where it gets interesting. We got the we got the text line blowing up. Here's where it gets interesting. She thinks the slogan might potentially ostracize students who aren't white and male. Uh, I care most about our university having a slogan that makes all people feel welcome here. No, you don't. I also care about not embarrassing ourselves as an institution across the nation. However proud this state is of our cowboy tradition, it does not translate outside the Rocky Mountain West. In other words, everybody outside the nation is too stupid. To know what's going on here. Well, uh, I can tell you one thing, Miss Patterson. You're exactly wrong because I just took a quick glance of the Wyoming roster, uh, football roster. You've got pl- people from Minnesota that are Wyoming, Nebraska, uh, California. Um, let's see, Illinois, uh, Oregon, mostly the West, Wisconsin. How about that, Mrs. What's her, what's her name? Porter. Porter. Professor Porter. So, Miss Porter. Uh, to use the words of someone else, wrong. You're wrong. Uh, the Miami, the Wyoming Cowboys managed to attract players. Here's one, by the way, from South Korea. Yes, nose tackle Sydney Natula, 6'3", senior from Seat, South Korea, is a Wyoming Cowboy. And you say it doesn't resonate outside the state of Wyoming? <laughs> You're dead wrong, sister. I just so I just throw threw you something right there. Now come at me again and say. That, that you're offending everyone. Well, guess what? People from South Korea want to come and become a Wyoming cowboy. Uh, sort of I want to become a Wyoming cowboy now. Tabor just sent this to me. It sort of makes sense on mm. uh, our professor, Christine M. Porter, Ph.D. Um, Boy, if they're giving out Ph.D.s like that. She is uh, Cornell educated. Well, say no more. Uh, she has a Ph.D. This is pretty impressive. Look, I've worked on my Ph.D., and I've got all but like two classes of a dissertation. I thought I had a pretty easy gig. Uh, her PhD is in community nutrition. Uh, Think about well, that one for just a second. Okay, and she uh, she is from the East Coast. She was in the Peace Corps in Fiji, which uh, very noble. Um, she her husband is German, and she is teaching uh, <laughs> uh, food systems and health from person to planet. That's what she's teaching. Food, health, and justice. Now, that's an interesting class I would take. Food, health, and justice. I wonder what she thinks about Pac-Man dropping his food yesterday. Well, I the, digress. The, the first two are kind of uh, food kind of related. Food dignity also. She teaches food dignity? Yeah, I guess that's where you 
I don't know what that is. I <laughs> Thanks, don't really Dana. want to say, you know, food dignity. Food dignity. And, and respect and justice for food. But the lady from Cornell in the East Coast is lecturing the Wyoming people, the, the people who are of Wyoming heritage and descent. Uh, basically, they're ignorant rednecks that uh, the cowboy is a male, uh, white, heterosexual. You probably throw Christian in there, too. She didn't, but I'm sure she did. And uh, it's just vile because it's going to make people upset because it's embarrassing. Well, I am, again, I'm, I go back to the uh, Wyoming Cowboy roster, and I invite Joseph to say they're, they're, they're simply not all white cowboys. Uh, and they're from as far away as South Korea. It's a very diverse roster. They have a South Korean cowboy? Uh, probably. Uh, but it's a very diverse roster from people from all over the country, all races, genders, and so forth. And uh, because – I have oh Charlie Hogan, one who was on this show, was a uh, academic counselor at the University of Wyoming for two or three years, so he's familiar with that that campus. Probably very beautiful. It's in Laramie, Southern Part. And why she is not back at Cornell, um, she can be, and I don't think the people in Wyoming would shed a tear if she decided to go back to the East Coast. Okay, let's let's play this another way. All right, before we take a break here, let, let, let's play it another way. Um, we need more cow. The world needs more cowboys. Cowboys is the mascot of the school, right? Let's extrapolate that to University of Louisiana Monroe. The world needs more Warhawks. The world needs more Bulldogs. Right. The world needs more... Grambling Tigers. Tigers. Right. Would anybody in their right mind get offended over that? Uh, Maybe maybe if you go to Ole Miss and their mascot being the Rebels... The world needs more. Maybe people get up and some people get in an uproar over that. This is the name of your institutional mascot. And we don't need any more. What the world needs is more. We need more people from our school going out to make a difference in the world. No, we do not. Because our school promotes white heterosexual males that are probably Christian. Really? Seriously? And, and so the poor guy, and I'm going to say this, we're going to go to break. The poor dude named Chad Ballway, he is the communications director from the school. And don't you know, he's bebopping around in July and the summer. Thinking he's going on and vacation. Man, it's easy going. You know, I got people coming in on the phone. We're going to roll this out. Nobody can be offended. We need more Cowboys. Dude, he's being slammed left and right. And uh, he said, look, the criticism of slogan is being sexist, racist, offensive. Simply doesn't hold water Mm-mm. in the context of the campaign. The Cowboys is the university's official mascot and nickname. Uh, we're casting, so it's not gender specific. It's not exclusionary. It's the spirit of the cowboy we all share in. So we're basically throwing away the old stereotypes and updating what it means to be a cowboy and what it looks like. Here's where he gets them. A cowboy is not what you are, but who you are. There you go. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7, my new hero, Chad Baldwin from University of Wyoming. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, he should be the president. Of this segment brought to you by friends at Spawnville. I need Spawnville after that oh, segment. Geez. Uh, go check them out. Lammy Lane in Monroe, 318-807-1060. Spinevale in Monroe. Back in a minute. Hey, welcome back to Sports Talk 977. Terry we have Water, a few cowboys that have ponied up. We've got some cow. We're, we're not going to use that. Let, what, what am I favorite? Hang on for a second. Uh, <laughs> Richie and Bienville, why are you labeling the cowboys? How about a cow person? It's gender neutral and doesn't offend me. Yeah, but it offends me. And it offends PETA because cows are people too, right? Cows are people, too. Cows are people, too. Uh, FS says the Cowboys, a symbol of America, so naturally leftists hate it. <laughs> a significant number of Cowboys in the 1800s were black, so they can't get their facts right. Uh, and then Chuck tells me, you know, we have a big black Cowboy 
uh, rodeo. Yes, we do here in Monroe. So Absolutely, I guess Christine every never year really. Um, we and it, I mean, it's a big, it's a a weekend sort of thing too. I wonder if they know they're promoting white heterosexual I masculinity in black uh, rodeo. Christine should address that with them. Uh, good luck. Uh, uh, the Dallas cow people name change, mm-hmm. right? Uh, <laughs> Fess says, you know, she's she has a PhD in community nutrition. And she's qualified to run a McDonald's. By the way, McDonald's dead last in customer satisfaction. Big shocker there. Big shocker there. Um, she's probably on the board of directors. If not, she wouldn't be. Uh, somebody suggested, Marcel, that they move the campus to Brokeback Mountain. I'm not touching that one. <laughs> uh, somebody said, hey, go to the Angola. You know, I've never been to the Angola Rodeo. Uh, you should. I, I've always wanted to do that. And she says she'll be blown away by the number of non-white cowboys. I mean, is everything uh, is er, look i'll be the first to tell you are there racist yes we all know they're not real hard to find uh, they'll pretty much raise their hand and tell you that um you know this papa john's thing he's um you saw he's resigning from i saw that the board at louisville and his company and allegedly what happened he was on a conference call and he was talking about differentiating themselves between you know, now and, and years ago. And he talked about Curlin, Colonel Harlan Sanders that, mm-hmm. that originated KFC when he was 65. Now, understand, it was a different world 80 years ago than what we live in now. It was a different world 50 years ago. Brown versus Board of, Board of Topeka in 1954 integrated schools in America. All right, It hadn't been that long, folks, relative to. It's probably been uh, less than 60 years, you right? You know. Uh, it's yeah. A, yeah. Yeah, it, it hadn't been that long. So here's no. okay. so uh, allegedly Papa John Schnatner, I think it was his name, uh, mentioned that Colonel Sanders used a very derogatory term for African-Americans uh, on occasion. So he attributed so, it to Colonel Sanders. But actually, Papa John said the word, right. you know, that's on every rap song in America. Uh, and that is immediate backlash, just not using the word in context of being – deflammatory but just saying hey this is the word he used and that just started a chain reaction and now literally papa john is wearing uh the white hat and like doing crazy I- he's uh he's been vilified pretty pretty much the last three years and uh you know well what, it started what- with him you know suggesting that people stand for the national anthem and again i don't care what side of that you're on it doesn't matter to me everybody's got an opinion everybody's entitled to an opinion jamie but you're not entitled to your own facts, and that's where we've gone. I don't like the facts, so I'm going to change the facts to fit my opinion. And I can twist that to either side you want to, and, and I can do it really well. But here's the last one. I'm going to, and, and I had somebody send me this one. It's kind of funny. Um, are you a fan of Bluebell ice cream? I. Uh... In the past, I've been, but now I am currently lactose intolerant. Okay. Cannot, but I, I love Blue Bell, Blue Bell Brenham, Texas. Cream. Brenham, Texas. Blend Junior College is mm-hmm. there. Cam mm-hmm. Newton. We used to play Blend all the right. time. Uh, right. So we go down there. And, and, you know, if you live in Texas, Blue Bell is like, uh, I would tell you, Blue Bell ice cream to Texans is sort of similar to maybe uh, gumbo here in Louisiana or crawfish. It is thing. a national treasure in that state, right? It should be. And so they have a bunch of different flavors from chocolate and vanilla and strawberry, and they got all the weird combinations. They have one that uh, the the container, and it's homemade vanilla and Dutch chocolate. All right? And so the container 
you know, uh, vanilla has like the cream color to it, and then the Dutch chocolate has the uh, it's almost almond color. It's not like real dark, but that's what it is. So they have a container that has half of the cream color and half of like the dark almond color, right? And it's hand, uh, handmade vanilla and Dutch chocolate. I'm trying to set this up correctly. The name of the ice cream is the Great Divide because they're making a drawing your attention to you can have chocolate or you can have vanilla. Your choice. We don't care as long as you buy the ice cream. Two separate and distinct flavors. And you have people like me, and this is brought up by Allie. I like both. So I'll, and I can't buy two tubs of it, so I'll buy one tub, so I'll probably buy this. And so now. Of the Great Divide. Yeah, of the Great Divide. So now, uh, there are people in Louisiana, uh, a lady and her husband, and they have uh, six kids, and what happened, what had happened happened was, what had happened was, and uh, they're they're mixed race kids, right? right? And they want Bluebell to change the name of the Great Divide to a more inclusive name so it doesn't offend her children. And she said, look, my, my son, the 10-year-old, jokingly called it the flavor of the Civil War. And the line down the middle of the carton reminded him of the Mason-Dixon line. Uh, except, this is the 10-year-old. That's that's also history, by the and way. And she said her son wasn't complaining or calling the name racist. He just didn't think the Great Divide was the best name for selling something as wonderful as unifying as Bluebell ice cream. You know, kudos to her for articulating it that way, all right? Uh, she's a teacher who homeschools her children, and she saw a learning opportunity. Uh, I challenged the kids to come up with different names that could capture the intent of Bluebell but would reflect the remarkable, remarkable progress our country has made. Uh, within 20 minutes, the proud mom of her two sons came up with a new name. I think she stole this, but uh, better together. Mm. Yeah, I think that was sort of adopted. Um did they, did, they, did the Bluebell fold, or did they stick with the Great uh, Divide? I think that uh, Bluebell has sort of stayed that way. But uh, they replied online. They sent the kids some gift certificates. They were incredibly encouraging and supporting. They loved the message and compl- uh, complimented the children. But don't without change the name. Yeah, but they're not. They're not. Yeah, maybe the they name. will at some point. Who knows? Well, but, but the- yeah, I'll tell you what. Let me give this lady credit. All right? She did this. If you're going to do it, I think that's absolutely the way to do it. I mean, she's not screaming at the top of her lungs and making what She's like, look, there could be a better way to do this, and, and this is something you haven't thought of, and here's why. She's not threatening lawsuits or anything. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's uh, – she's entitled to her uh, opinion, um, and that's and that's fine. As long as um, – you know, Terry, this is the thing, though. I mean, history teaches us – history is not always um, fair – it's not always pretty. It's not always equal. It's not always uh, something we're proud of, but it's history, and that's why it's called it's it's in the past. You learn from what have you said? You learn from the mistakes of the past. You don't necessarily um, change everything to meet your specific. I don't expect everybody to agree with Jamie Foxx's or Terry Waltrip's comments. I don't know, or, or John Tabor's or Sean Fox's 
or Mark Kramer. Especially Sean Fox. Especially and Sean Fox. I don't expect that. But when you try to get somebody to change something just because you're the one that feels differently, sorry. You know what your option is? Don't buy it. Exactly. There are places I will not go, Jamie Foxx. Same here. And not that my $2 is going to make a big difference. But, you know, it's my, you know, hey, don't come here. We don't want you here if you believe A, B, or C. Well, I believe B, sort of C, not necessarily A, but since you tell me that, okay, I won't go. That's right. I'm good with that. It's as simple as that. I mean, you know, you you have the power of the ticket and your disposable income to spend how you want it to be spent. And for her, this is like the same thing with Wyoming, for her to enforce her uh, I mean, that's her view, and that's fine. That That's great. But nowadays, this started with Christmas, and it hasn't slowed down since. And, you know, people, fr- quite frankly, have spoken out about this in many different ways. I think there was a loud message sent about a year and a half ago. I mean, it, it, people are tired of this crap. Excuse me. I'm sorry. That's that's a little strong language, but, we, I mean. We need to get Christine from Wyoming in on this it's, one. It's not, it's not your you know, like you said, you're entitled to your own point of view, but you're not entitled to your own facts. Right. You have your own opinion, but you can't have your own facts. Yeah. Uh, Lee texts in, we're late for break. The stereotype of the heterosexual cowboy was debunked by the movie Brokeback Mountain. I'm just going to leave that one alone. I'm, I think we send her free tickets to go see that because maybe that will change oh, her dude, mind. Oh, she was about on the front row for it. Are you kidding? I bet she was. Send her tickets to the Angola Rodeo. Yeah. And she can sit we up have for, the we have it's called the the rodeo here is I think it's referred to as the is it the I don't Monroe Black Rodeo yeah I think so and it's got a it's got a parade it's got it's it's incredible it's a great weekend spent here in Monroe celebrating Cowboys yep which is fantastic you're listening to Sports Talk 97.7 Terry Walter Jamie Fox a segment of our show brought to you by our friend Mr Bobby Manning attorney at law tremendous North Louisiana attorney specializes in criminal defense wrongful death personal injury whatever you need. Bobby is there for you. Give him a call today, 318-324-1411. When we return, there's a 16-year-old that just signed a Major League Baseball contract. So travel ball people unite. Back in a minute. <laughs> Welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx, a cast of thousands. They're chopping we're we're on, on the edge on the text like We're on the edge today. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Richie from Bienville, I really like what you said. I'm just not sure I can say that. Can you anyway? No. No, no, no. we can't dress and, it up. And, and, and Gary McKinney's probably on the edge of his seat. When, <laughs> when, look, when I tell you I can't say something, they're like, oh, dear God. But thank you, Richie, for your contribution. Tabor, we don't have the delay button anymore, do we? <laughs> That's pretty good, though. He came up with a, a way, uh, Neapolitan ice cream, which means multiple. Yes. Yeah, he yes. came up with a, a great bluebell name for that. that okay. Uh, at any rate, um, so it just came up. I, somebody just sent me this on Facebook, CBS Sports on Facebook, and I'm going to reshare this here in just a second. Uh, they pull up a thing, and they saw a little video. This looks like about an eight-year-old kids' league, eight, nine-year-old kids' league, uh, summer league basketball game in a big-time arena. And they had this little kid out there with a basketball that dribbles for literally 30 seconds behind his back. It looks like a Harlem Globetrotters routine. The defender literally falls asleep watching all this. The kid goes to the basket and shoots a layup. And CBS Sports is, the kid knows how to put on a show. Well, no word is if LeBar Ball is going to try to sign this kid. This is the problem, folks, with youth sports being 
glamorized for being a show instead of teaching values, right? And, and this is my rant. I didn't mean to go on this. This just really pissed me off when I saw it. Uh, everything's a showboat. Everything is not part of a team. His other four teammates, they could go take a nap in the stands or maybe go get their early enrollment papers to Wyoming. They could do anything out there while this kid's out here just dribbling the basketball between it. And it's just, it's purely just, hey, look at me. Has nothing to do with the game. And we got CBS, whoever the moron for CBS that put this up here is glorifying it. Um, I mean, it's sad. You, you hate to hate on the kid, but somebody taught him all this. And, and people are, are encouraging it. Um, you know, it's like hitting a single in baseball. And instead of running to first base, you cartwheel down the path. Really? If, if I'm the outfielder, I'm throwing the ball at you. That's just me. Um, I'm certainly tempted to do that. Um, I mean, it's just boring, nonsensical dribbling. And I, I'm going to read if you uh, – mine is Terry Waldrop on Facebook and on Twitter. Um, it, it just it just is annoying. All right, let me get off that. Um, that is annoying. So, anyway, travel people, relax. There is a kid that's 16 years old, Jamie Foxx, just signed with the Kansas City Royals. Pretty good, huh? Where from? Where is he? He's in he junior high. Ed. Well, he's actually from Japan. <laughs> he's 16 years old. He is a junior high student in Japan. The Kansas City Royals just signed him to a minor league contract, and he got a $322,500 signing bonus. He's thought to be, and I'm quoting here, the first Japanese junior high school player to sign with a major league club. Hmm. Kid is uh, junior high, 6'2", 170, and he's throwing gas at 87, 88 miles an hour. Uh, he's been studying English before he moves to the United States. The Royals are optimistic that after the paperwork is completed, he'll arrive in August at the team's spring training complex in Arizona to begin familiarizing himself with the local culture and the language. He would play in the fall instructional league in September, October. And um, he said, hey, I'm anxious, but I'm more excited now. And so he played last year. He got attention. He represented Japan in a youth tournament in the United States, and the Royals went out to uh, to see him or to see other people. They saw him, and uh, before high school, dude is rolling with a three hundred twenty-two thousand dollars signing bonus. So it can happen, folks. If they're signing six to thirteen-year-old, sixteen-year-olds from Japan, here's my question: If you're sixteen in a junior high, and six-two. Wait, if you're 16 in a junior high, you guys help me out, you, uh, coaches and teachers. Yeah, Terry, hey. Terry, don't don't get mired down in the in the details there. He's, he just happens to be an early developer. Okay, he's in junior high, and he's 16. There's people at Brother Martin are going. That's way too old. <laughs> that's way too old. We, you can't do that. Jeez, yeah, that's and he's throwing gas at uh, 87, 86, yeah. 87. Yeah, and that's kind of the that's kind of the. The, the mark people are looking for, you know, at 16, and you're throwing 88 miles an hour. And, again, you don't know if he's throwing cons- – I'm assuming he's throwing consistently 88. There's a lot of people, Jamie, that can touch numbers. And, and you know, you talk to, to people, you look at pitchers. There's people that can touch 92, 93. But, you know, you get them to throw 30 pitches, and they're going to average, you know, 85, 86. They might touch 92, 93 once or twice, can't consistently do it. And that's sort of the, the – from what I've been told by people, including major league pitchers that I've talked to, that's what people are looking. What can you consistently throw gas at? But if you're six two and sixteen years old, and you have the right technique and the right coaching and everything, uh, odds are you're going to be up in the nineties, 
uh, with proper training and as your body gets bigger and stronger. Well, that's the thing. I mean, this I, you hear you hear the term what what is a person's ceiling? This kid's ceiling apparently <laughs> is off the charts. It's it's. I mean, you don't see those are numbers that twenty six year olds yeah. would like F- to put F- up. FS with an Ohio State Cordell Jones shot. The Royals aren't paying him to play school. That's exactly right. I ain't here to play school. Yeah, I don't think he's going to end I'm here up, to throw the cheese. I don't think you'll ever see this kid in the College World Series, um, unfortunately. Well, no, since he signed a professional contract. I think, he, I, think the, uh, I think he's off the market. Maybe LeVar Ball's – maybe he should have a baseball league. The maybe. junior baseball – he could use the same logo and just have, his, uh, you know, have the baseball coming out. What's this kid's name? I don't know. Do we know? He's, yeah, I know. Oh, no, it, it, I know. I know. His does he identify as a – Kato Yuki. Kato Yuki. And, and I'm looking at him on a picture. Dude looks 19 or 20. He's 16, Terry. That's what his versatility is. Yeah, says. okay. I'll tell you, when I used to recruit in uh, Central America. He's not even America, a freshman in high school? No. When I used to recruit in Central America, in South America, no. you would ask, hey, man, how old is the kid? And, I, and my hand on a Bible, more than half the people would say, how old does he need to be? <laughs> That's the truth. Yes. How old is he? Well, how old is he? How old does he need to be? So when he gets into high school, when he's like 22, um, He'll be, my gosh. I wonder if he get a. Like, he won't have to go to high school. Well, no, dude. He just signed for three hundred and twenty-two grand. That's pretty good. That's that'll buy a lot of uh, whatever. Yeah, buy a lot of cowboy posters for that. Darn right. And now he's got, he's, you know, the is he signed with the Royals? Yeah. Well, the Royals certainly could use. I mean, he may be he may be on their starting rotation next year. Six two one seventy. 61, 70, 60, at 17 years old, he's going to be the starting. He'll be the opening day pitcher for the Kansas City Probably Royals. not. He's oh, going to be in the minors. Uh, he born in 19, uh, excuse me, 2002, allegedly. Uh, maybe we should get the LHSA to investigate that one. Um, my goal is to, I wanted to play in the United States as soon as possible rather than playing high school ball uh, at Koshien Stadium. That's Japan's iconic national championship stadium. And so um, he's going to play minor league baseball. So we'll see what happens. Well, interesting. I think that, that is very interesting. And uh, a little young, but hey, you know he'll get a chance to to develop. And you know if you get him on a good nutrition and so maybe people should send regimen. their kids to go to Japan, come back and play against the United States teams, and you get signed that way. Well, this is it, Terry. Now you don't. Why bother with travel ball? Send them to Japan. They develop. And they come back here anyway. And they come. Yeah. I like you got, that. You got. Uh, yeah, they'll get back here eventually, and uh, so that's the thing. Don't worry about travel ball. Just send them to Japan and let them let the Japanese take care of them. They can, you know, they'll, you know, you'll be sitting retired at fifty five after your kid can throw heat at the age of sixteen. Good awesome. for, good for Cato, not Cato Caitlin, by the way. Who's that? Oh, that's, oh, that's the OJ guy. That's the OJ guy. No, don't not to be confused with Cato Caitlin. This is Kato Yaka something. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm a cowboy. The 16, he's the only 16-year-old Japanese player that's been signed to a major league contract this week. Forgive me, Miss Christine. Uh, Christine Porter. Porter. I'm, a, I'm, I'm just a dumb old cowboy. You know, I think you you and Christine, now that might be, you know. You think I ought to ask her out? I think you should. I think you should. Uh, I've seen. Uh, I, I just, something tells me that that would probably be, uh, that date would evaporate in probably the first 15 well, minutes. Well, she focused on race and gender studies in okay. addition to biology, and All she right. joined the Peace Corps. That's noble. And um, what else? She met her German husband there. They moved to London. Oh, well, she's married. She found the international office, founded the International Office of Global Research and Networking. 
And uh, she started her master's development and uh, got her Ph.D. in community nutrition. Something tells me if I say, hey, I'm Jamie Fox, Monroe, Louisiana, she would probably think I've got web feet from another from another planet. And you and, drive everywhere in your boat and, and shoot I am, ducks. I'm a dumb redneck, and I'm saying, no, ma'am, you're wrong. I'm a cowboy. I'm a, I'm cowboy. a cowboy. There you go. Good stuff. Been fun, as always. Thanks to all the tons of text messages today. Uh, hey, we try to be different, folks. I think we achieved that today, Jamie. Yes, I hope so. Uh, you've been listening to Sports Talk, more or less, 97.7. <laughs> Somewhat. We'll get we'll get the, to it the, eventually. Hey, look, hey, folks, you don't know how hard it is when football season's basketball. Oh, I night. think they have an idea now. Oh, I mean, we're talking about <laughs> Wyoming Cowboys. Uh, maybe they should change the name of the mascots. But please tune in again tomorrow. You know, th- this is what we're going to do next week. We're okay. going to come up with a deal where we're going to have politically correct mascots for the Southeastern Conference. I want you guys to go through every mascot we have in the Southeastern Conference, and we're going to start coming up with politically non-offensive. You can't offend anybody. Gender neutral. Mascots. Mm-hmm. And we're going to come up with, we're going to challenge our listeners to come up with something better than we have. We'll start doing that next week. Absolutely. That'll be fun. It'll kill a little bit more time before football starts. <laughs> At any rate, <laughs> you've been listening to The Edge, Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx, John Tabor running the board. Thanks to our sponsors today, GB Cook.